ready, Devil Hunters, because you've contracted the Podcast Devil, the only show that pulls your ripcord. Hello and welcome to the Podcast Devil. With me, your host, Chris Wolfhart. Also with me are Anime, Danime, and Wea Bob Video Games from Gigaboots.com. Every time Chainsaw Man has a new intro, I drink. Huh. You must be so dehydrated. <laughs> I'm so dry. <laughs> yes. Just like Excel Gore. Jesus. Also with us is still the uh, upper respiratory devil, which is still uh, <laughs> affecting aggro. <laughs> Just the void next to us. He sent it in instead. <laughs> it's become a fiend. <laughs> it's just this big cloud. This podcast is awesome. Say it with me. And it's just dancing. And we're like, I fucking hate this guy. When's Agro going to get better? He's the worst. Uh, but we're here to talk about episode 11 of Chainsaw Man Mission Start. So uh, let's start this fucking recap. We open near the end of the last episode with Kasumi and Tendo taking Aki to the future devil's room. And they explain how, yeah, he, he made a contract with this guy in exchange for his eyes, ears, nose, and tongue. Which, uh, you don't really have much left after that. Yeah. No. I don't know how much of an asset you are to the team after that. <laughs> it's just like Dororo. He's fine. Absolutely. He could totally handle it without any of that. Aki goes into the room. The eye looks at him again. But it comes out of the shadow, and it's actually in the chest of the dancing thing from the end of the opening. I love that dude. I've been loving watching that dude dance every episode. And I'm like, I'm so excited to meet this Tree of Sephiroth-looking motherfucker. I was assuming this thing would not even show up in this season. Uh, so <laughs> many it's things. Been so, long. so many things I've been staring at in the intro showed up today. Right? <laughs> it's pretty funny he, he just says the future rules a bunch of times which is an, which is one of the lyrics in the opening even yes <laughs> of course then we get that opening after the opening it's still dancing and repeating that the future rules and like points at aki and says you do you say it too <laughs> cubs fans aki will not listen is like i'm here to make a contract the devil's like man you have a shitty attitude if you want to if you want to if I, before i can make a deal with you i need to see, to see your future so stick your head into my chest cavity where the eye is <laughs> one, this is really dangerous one really dangerous two man you have to have them insert their head into your abdomen to see their future three this this devil should be voiced by space ghost voice actor and he should be like you're bringing me down man <laughs> God, I wish like I did more. I guess it makes sense that he doesn't have like total um like view of all the future because otherwise, how did they fucking catch him? <laughs> yes. Maybe he looked at all possible timelines and he's like, "This is probably the coolest one. Let's do it." <laughs> I want to be in jail. That sounds sweet, actually. Look, all you have to do was trick him into bankruptcy by getting him interested in crypto, which is the future. <laughs> This devil was surprisingly easy to trick. <laughs> it seems more like he would be the person behind all the crypto scams. <laughs> 100%. He's got some polycule going on in the Bahamas. But, but Aki sticks his fucking head in the hole and the devil starts laughing. He says, I'm going to live in your eye and give you power. And I want to do this because your death is going to rule. It's going to be such an awesome death and I want to see it right there and and then he's like i'm gonna tell you all about now he's like not i don't care i don't give a shit about any of this 
Just get in my fucking eye. Yeah, Aki's uh, goals oriented to a detriment for sure. Yeah, I think that that's one of the coolest lines we've seen so far in Chainsaw Man. It's like, no, your desk is going to rock. <laughs> I want to see that. I don't know. Deji had a couple of good lines as he's chopping up the Infinity Devil. <laughs> uh, we cut to Dingy in power and they're getting the shit beaten out of them by Sensei again. They lightly cut his face and he's like, good job. Uh, I guess we'll cut back to every week now because you're minorly competent. Yeah, just once a word. The area is, like, destroyed. There's slashes and craters through this entire area. This dude is seemingly does not have any powers. He's just that good. I don't <laughs> exactly know how he was doing this. This man is the literal embodiment of every lie Elon Musk has told you about himself. He sleeps <laughs> two hours a day. He's the most productive man on Earth. He's drunk all the time. They're both, like, deflaring, like... Yay. Like, <laughs> while they're embedded in the ground. <laughs> and he says, okay, from now on, uh, just, just try to think. I, I understand that's your weak point. Tomorrow we're going to do live training, as in we're going to do an operation to go kill the snake girl and katana man. I guess that's his fucking name. Yeah. Much like Dingy is Chainsaw Man, this guy is Katana Man. It checks out. This is like the testing for the Special Division 4. If the operation fails, they're going to get closed down, and then he's going to kill them both for real. And then she says, well, if that happens, I'll be merciful and let you live, since uh, you made me strong enough to kill devils, and I'm totally going to score with Makima. <laughs> we cut to him at a fancy restaurant with Makima. They're at one of those, like, full course traditional Japanese restaurants. She thanks him for training Dingy in power, and he's like, I'm fucking sick of them. People I train dying makes me want to drink more. I guess I'm getting old. Makima says that he once asked that he wanted to discuss something. He says, you knew about that attack that was going to happen and didn't try to stop it at all, didn't you? Uh, she's like, but I was attacked also. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, listen, I don't give a shit about how evil you are or how many people you get killed or how many of people I train that you throw into the fucking meat grinder. You get a pass as long as you're working in mankind's interests. I literally do not care about anything else. But that that's literally the only top circumstances you get a pass. She says, well, I just want to save as many people as possible from the devils. And then goes on this big spiel about how all she wants to do is, is stop the devils. And he basically, he, he, it just ends with him calling her a liar. Yeah, I love that too. He's just immediately like, you're lying. Then she's just that, that smiling face again. Like yep. when she woke up from being killed. Yeah. We cut to an office building. It's the flop house of Katana Man and Snake Girl. The Yakuza there have an argument like, we gotta leave, boss. We gotta get you somewhere safe. But they're like, no. Like, we're ready for him here. Which, uh, it's not like there's anywhere safe when you can be juiced at any moment. Right? Yes. One, that. Two, I really like this dude being like, well, Grandpa would have wanted us to run. And I'm just like, okay, <laughs> that's a valid way to live, I guess. Seems to check out. <laughs> Uh, she's like, you guys can stick around if you want, but you gotta be careful for our contingency plan. Just a shitload of zombies in the basement that follow zombie rules, so if they bite you, you become one. <laughs> I just... That is such a poor strategy as a defense. Just how this entire floor is full of zombies. It's like, that's, that's the plan? They, they've set up, like, the bad Resident Evil movie gauntlet of challenges. Yeah. All I could think of was the parking garage from Dead Rising. It's like, here's our ultimate weapon. Uh, the, the tunnels are kind of, like, full of zombies. Please don't hit them with your car. And then Dingy just walks through them doing the double lariat over and over. <laughs> oh, that would be so good. Please don't use the elevator. We cannot deal with that. 
Aki's in a car with Kasumi and Tendo. The guy, again, I don't know which one's fucking which. The guy asks if he really thinks that he can kill the gun devil. Uh, like, me and her also have beef with the gun devil, but it's impossible to kill that thing. It killed like 15 million people in 10 seconds. I, I like that he phrases it as, if you even think for one second, you would realize that that is not a, a feasible goal. <laughs> He's like, looking at you pisses me off because you think you're a big shot even though you suck shit. Yeah, doesn't he even call him an anime protagonist or something? Yeah, he calls him yes, a manga character. Yes, he says, you think, you're a you think you're a manga protagonist. <laughs> and Aki's like, look, I don't care. Just shut, the shut up and watch, and if I end up dead, you can laugh. He gets out of the car and tries to leave, and the guy throws him a Coke. And he's like, <laughs> I'm rooting for you, even if you piss me off. We cut to some beach house. Uh, Makima's there. <laughs> Just doing business like Makima do. She's talking to a Yakuza boss, and he's giving her info. The snake girl is named Sawatari, and she has connections to the gun devil. They give the gun devil money and get guns and ammo. Makima's like, tell me the names of everyone associated with the gun devil. And he's like, sure. And she says, also everybody you know of in every other Yakuza group. Tell me their names too that or have a contact with the gun devil. And he's like, he, he fool, he... <laughs> I'm just saying that uh -huh. if I lived in a world where people had bizarre powers and I knew that and just some 5-4 woman showed up smiling politely to negotiate with me the crime boss alone I would <laughs> alone I would not operate automatically under the assumption I had very many cards in my hand right you wouldn't assume that you have control of the situation and that you know what everyone's got under the table. There's known knowns and unknown knowns and known <laughs> unknowns and unknown unknowns. And this guy isn't aware of any of them. <laughs> right. right. All he knows is that she's from a really high level of the devil hunting association. That should be worrying in itself. <laughs> and she's not dead. Yeah. And she's clearly been there for a little while at least. So she's got something going on. He's like, no, that'll cause a Yakuza war. She's like, but it's for public safety. And he says, he starts to lecture her about necessary evil and blows smoke in her face from this enormous fucking cigar. And, and he basically gives this big spiel. It's like, if, well, if, if you destroyed us, we're a necessary evil. If you destroyed us, the Chinese or the Soviets would move in, which this is set in the 90s, like the mid 90s. Yeah, I think it was early 90s, like 93 is what we had the other time. Something like that. Yeah. So the Soviet Union still exists. Yeah. Unless, this, unless the mafia in Russia refers to itself as Soviet. I don't know. Maybe the gun devil eradicating an American city gave them bigger problems than winning the Cold War. <laughs> but he calls her stupid and they all start laughing and she holds up a paper bag and puts it on the table and he's like, oh, you're going to have to do better than a bribe. And he says, oh, don't worry. Um... Everybody in here, siblings, parents, uh, spouses, children's associates. It's an eye from each of them. And then he looks in the bag and it's full of eyes. It does not look like enough eyes for someone from each of those people. But well, it's just one eye each, you know. <laughs> we, we got about 14 or something. Yakuza, they, they don't have a lot of family members. She then says, it's fine if you cooperate. We have someone who can put them back in. I love that. That's awesome. Uh, a, a guy tries to manhandle her, like grab her shoulder and raises his fist like he's going to hit her. And she he just drops dead. Yeah, she looks back she, at him. She kills him with her gaze. Yes. <laughs> it's so good. He just starts bleeding and then just goes, Ugh, goes limp. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I think that was a moment where the, the, the head of this family would probably go, oh, 
Maybe we don't escalate from here. Makima says, you guys aren't true necessary evil. You just use that to justify your actions. If it was you were actually necessary evil, the government would own you. <laughs> There's a lot to unpack in that statement, I feel. Uh, we cut to the raid on Sawatari and Katana Man. They're walking down a hall and explaining their plan, which is basically they don't have one. <laughs> Pretty sick, right? Yeah. There's a police perimeter outside the building. Dingy Power and Kobini are waiting outside. Dingy's excited because he's going to kick ass. <laughs> Power is cackling. Kobini is moping. She's like, this sucks. <laughs> Aki goes to Sensei, who is also there, and asks about a plan. Sensei says... Uh, there isn't one. We're going to send you into the building and you're going to kill them. <laughs> so they go into the parking garage and uh, the police in charge of the perimeter show up and uh, introduce themselves. And so does he. So we finally get his name, which is uh, Kishibe. He explains, listen, cops, fuck the terrorists. You need to be worried about if one of our guys goes off the leash. <laughs> God. <laughs> Let me run down these these fucking goons. There's the shark fiend who can swim through any surface and is shown eating a bunch of zombies. Like he's swimming through the walls and the floor of this parking garage. He's really creepy looking. Yeah, I've been staring at him in the intro this whole time. He's in the theater. He has like a weird pompadour that's like a shark fin. Oh, and it's his also turns his into a big monster shark head. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, as we do this rundown of all these dudes, it just makes me think of No More Heroes 3 with its ridiculous <laughs> names and superpowers as it runs down the organization. None of them as weird as Velvet Chair Girl, at least. <laughs> That's true. Yes. That's a high bar. Uh, there's the Violence Fiend, who is a dude in a Plague Doctor mask and loves punching things. And probably Souls games, but we don't know. They're not invented yet. The Spider Devil, who looks like a girl, but then she grows a bunch of horrible legs and, like, mulches a bunch of zombies with them. Yeah, at first I thought it was going to be, like, a Ringu thing, you know? That she was going to be, like, the girl from The Ring. Right. And then the legs came out, and I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she knocks the head off a zombie, and the last devil catches it and bites into it like an apple. He's the angel devil. He has no hostility to humans, but if you touch him, he drains your lifespan. I love Japan. I love that <laughs> Japan does shit like this, where they're like, angel devil. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> I love that. I did not assume this many devils or fiends would be working for public safety. I thought we would not get this many more. Really? Yeah, I figured a lot of those ones in the intro would be enemies or something. Ah, uh, well, we need to consolidate forces, so clearly they just had that on pack in Tokyo. I guess. The angel devil asks Aki if he can borrow a handkerchief, and Aki gives him one, and they have a little conversation like, wow, you, you seem like you don't value your life at all. You got so close to me, and Aki's like, yeah. Whatever, it's okay. There was your handkerchief between us. Also, I really only have two years. It's not that big a deal if I lose like two weeks. Mm. A guy tries to shoot Aki and the angel devil blocks it with his wing and Aki <laughs> knocks him out and says, tells the angel devil to take him outside and the angel devil's like, you know, he's giving me orders, but that's better than fighting. It's better than so fighting. I guess I'll do it. <laughs> I really like the part where the bullet gets deflected by the wing and then the angel devil just goes, ow. <laughs> like... <laughs> It deflected it. You seem fine. Why did you say ow? I, I like that he knocks this guy out, but then it's like this person who can, who will literally drain his life. You carry him outside. Mm -hmm. well, yeah, that's, maybe don't worry Maybe about he'll it. touch him by like his sleeve. Maybe. The angel devil just carries a small length of rope. It's just going <laughs> to tie it around his ankle and drag him. 
Aki tells Power and Denji to leave the zombies to the others. We gotta go kill Katana Man and Sawatari. They each take different floors of the building. Aki is attacked by Yakuza with guns, but they start dropping dead from Makima's powers, and we just see her leaving the beach house smiling, so I guess she got those names. <laughs> it's so good. God. Yeah, we don't even know how many Yakuza in there survived. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Aki found his way to some fucking industrial hallway. Where in this building is this? He was on a fucking office floor for, and now he's in now he's in the fucking umbrella lab. <laughs> it's like the back halls of a fucking uh mall cranked up or to like a stadium. Yeah. Maybe the, I, I maybe Japanese office buildings have weird back decks that we don't see. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> maybe. But he finds Sawatari. He tells her to surrender, but she orders the snake to spit it out, and it spits out the ghost devil. Uh, this blew my fucking mind. I never expected that power. <laughs> snake has uh, But then the her nose starts bleeding, so I guess maybe Makima, now that Makima knows her name, is like, well, you have some defense, but I wonder how long it will last. Yeah, I'm... Yeah. I assume it's that. I assume it's not that the snake took more than just the fingernail. Because yet again, only cost one fingernail. Right. Or maybe this had something to do with ordering the ghost devil after the snake spat it up. Could be. Maybe. Yeah, it didn't line up with that very tightly. But the ghost devil attacks and Aki's chopping down all the arms since the future devil lets him see briefly into the future. Which seems like a pretty good power. This is a pretty good power. I really love the delivery on this explanation though because he's like, you'll be able to see briefly into the future. And Aki's doing this really cool sword fighting and then he goes, but that's it. It immediately gets out. <laughs> yes. Yes, uh, <laughs> he gets caught and brought in towards the uh, ghost devil, and she says, choke him to death. And he's getting choked, and that's the end of the episode. And then we get to see the outro for the first time. It's really yeah, cool. It's, it's weird that it's weird <laughs> that they waited until the second to last episode. Uh, that shows restraint, and I really respect that in an anime. <laughs> Uh, it, it says violence a lot. Do you think that this is the theme of that violence fiend? Yes, uh, <laughs> because nothing's as violent as cool visualizers that make me think of Black Rock Shooter and that era of music videos. <laughs> Dancing is violence. <laughs> Do you think Black Rock Shooter is a devil? <laughs> uh, hmm, I don't know. I need to read up on my Black Rock Shooter lore. Where's my PSP? One moment. <laughs> Uh, we have a couple segments to get to, but first, I'm going to tell you how you can support our show. Well, you can support it by going to our Patreon at patreon.com slash gbpodcast. Hmm. For as little as $5 a month, you get access to many benefits, such as early access to two other shows we do, Chugging Bleach and Pokemon Go to the Movies, wherein we review all of Bleach, five plus episodes at a time, and every Pokemon movie. Yes, we're even going to do the horrible CG one, and yes, even Detective Pikachu eventually. Obviously. I didn't buy it on Blu-ray for funsies. Obviously, when I saw it in a theater, I burnt it into my mind perfectly <laughs> to rewatch it every day, mentally. <laughs> you also get access to various little bonuses when uh, we have to cut things from shows or we decide it wasn't good enough. You get the scraps that we left on the floor. Yeah, and also... 66 commentary tracks on movies along with 35 exclusive reviews oh my god <laughs> every month you get an exclusive show and if you've never supported us before you have all that on backlog how exciting you'll get to watch oh i could <laughs> i could just do a quick list off the top of my head sure tim and eric's billion dollar movie good burger the spirit of christmas 
And Mr. St. Nick, I think that was the name of the Frasier one from last year or whatever, two years ago. And many, many more I couldn't possibly remember. Like, I think we did a and d movie once? Yes, we did. We did the, dun the 2004, I think it was, Dungeons and Dragons movie. Yes, with that one really good actor. You will also get a movie. <laughs> That's true. You get exclusive access to Isolation 119, the only place you can watch it on the internet. Watch as a man goes to a different country, has to deal with the mysterious circumstances of his brother's hospitalization, and fights off a devil of his own while playing chess against some ghost that says, hey man, maybe, maybe before they show up and kill you, you should kill yourself. And the movie takes this very seriously as a strategy. <laughs> It makes no sense. That's Isolation 119 over at patreon.com slash podcast. And if you don't have any money, you can always help us immensely by uh, liking this video. Please. Subscribing to the channel. Please. Hitting that bell. Ooh. Leaving us a review on your podcast app of choice or just getting a megaphone and yelling our content's <laughs> names at people. I'm sure one of them will be curious enough to look it up. Yeah. Somebody's gotta be. Patreon.com slash GB Podcast. Time for dingy moment of the week. Oh no. <laughs> Dan, what's the dingy moment of the week? This this episode kind of feels dingy light, to be frank. This is the first one so far that I feel has been so slim pickings for dingy. Yeah, he's hardly in here. Like even less so than that episode where he was almost dead most of the episode. <laughs> I really enjoy him uh, heading into the building. He knows that the strategy is just, we're going to kill him. And that's, that's good enough. I forgot to note earlier. Uh -huh. That strategy of we're going to go in there and kill them is way more sound of a strategy than there's a whole floor of zombies, if you ask me. <laughs> Based well, clearly, on who's bringing so what. the options, right? Like the, the, the enemy team has the building they held up in. They can't kill the entire like country's worth of agents. Right. I, I, I do believe they've got the better strategy of walk in and kill them. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Denji's excitement there. His, his, he, he's full of joy and excitement over the concept of walking into this building and killing a bunch of dudes. He's really going to get back at him. Bob, I'm going to go with the moment where he's talking about how he'll spare his teacher because he's <laughs> going to help or his, the training's going to help him get with Makima. Yeah, it was pretty Denji core. Yeah, it was pretty good. It's like, I, Deji, I don't think you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> and I will, let's see, we're pretty slim, but I'm going to go with just him going, yay, while face down <laughs> in the dirt after getting beaten up by Kishibe. Yeah, there's something really admirable about that quality of Denji's, where he's like, I have, may have the crap beaten out of me, and I may be lying down because I got just knocked out but I'm not too tired to express joy. <laughs> One more yippee. I only get beaten up once a week. Yippee. <laughs> so that was the dingy moment of the week. What did we think of this episode this week, Bob? I thought this was really good. I really enjoyed that stuff with Makima uh, <laughs> putting the squeeze on the Yakuza. Even if she's clearly a villain, this is the perfect use for obvious villains. <laughs> One might say Makima's a necessary evil. Oh my God. Possibly. And then I didn't expect them to show so much of the raid this episode. I thought that we'd just lead up to it, and then we'd get that all next episode as a finale. Mm. But we actually saw a good chunk of it, and we got introduced to a ton of characters, which feels <sighs> cool to see all of them, but also disappointing that that's all we get in this season, probably. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Seems like nothing, hardly anything ever gets 24 episodes at a clip anymore. It's, all, it's always just 12. Mm-hmm. 
which I guess is fine considering uh, every single studio is burning to the ground and I regularly see artists that I follow on Twitter who I had no idea to animation say, I'd worked on this scene in this episode of Chainsaw Man or I did this scene in the new episode of One Piece. I'm like, wow. Future's weird. Guess that explains why some of these shows are getting credit scenes that are like four minutes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. I think this episode's great, frankly. A uh, bunch of characters I've been staring at in the intro just show up. Mm -hmm. All of them. And I'm just like, holy crap, this rules. I couldn't ask for more out of this episode as it sets up for another thing. Uh, maybe it's other things I've just come from, but I feel like this is a really great way to show off how to set up for a thing. You feel good because you get a bunch of new characters. You get some awesome scenes with Makima. You get an, a further understanding of the world. And then we get a little bit of the action. And then you need to come back next time. I feel like it strikes a really good balance. Big fan of this episode. I wonder if the, if the last episode of the season will be normal length or if they'll do like a double length one. I feel like Japan basically never does that, but maybe. Yeah, I was trying to think if I've ever run into that, Bob. I I feel like it only ever happens like that if it's like, oh yeah, we gave you the first 11 episodes in one big chunk, but then, but then after we took three a break. months, we come back with a lengthier episode. <laughs> we call that pulling adventure, brothers. <laughs> yes. Um, that was actually the the uh, the first chunk of Bleach did that, where the last episode was an hour, I think. Huh. Or like a, a double. Yeah, I've actually run into some really unimportant animes that did one of those situations where you can see the air date is three months later. Wow. And it's a double length. Yeah, because it usually either starts with a double length or does something really weird like that. Mm -hmm. Please don't do that. Please air this episode next week. <laughs> Let us escape. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want this to be the last episode in this playlist on YouTube abruptly for, for like, three months. Right? <laughs> yes. That would feel awful. Oh no, the the actual cliffhanger of the podcast, Devil, what happened to Dr. Agro? <laughs> oh god. <laughs> the, the, next, the next season of fucking the podcast, Devil, starts up and Dr. Agro's looking at a snow globe. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I liked this episode a lot. I, I was excited for most of these characters to be introduced. I'm glad they finally are, even if they're all basically only in 15 <laughs> seconds each. <laughs> Uh, I really like the shark and violence fiends. The violence fiends just like, we have him wear this mask that spits out poison gas. And I just feel like everybody looked at that and I was like, why? <laughs> <laughs> you know, a highlight of the episode I forgot to bring up is that really low shot looking up at our characters walking down the hallway that reminded me of the Cromartie High intro. Oh, yeah, that. Yeah, that was a good shot. I was like, oh, man, Cromartie characters would be so perfect in Chainsaw, or in Chainsaw Man. <laughs> Yeah, no, they do have a similar look. And they're stupid as hell. <laughs> yes. I could absolutely see that dude with the pink hair fluff just being a fiend of some sort. <laughs> He's the flamingo devil. <laughs> Maybe a cat devil, I'm not sure. Hmm. Well, well, what do you mean? Of course Mekazawa isn't a devil. He's a completely ordinary high school student. <laughs> He's just a member of the Special Division 4. What's the issue? <laughs> Please air the next episode, last episode next week. Oh, this is a horrifying thought that they won't know what happened to Agro and we won't get to see anymore for a while. Why did we bring this up as a possibility in the recording? 